Today, I'm excited to be joined by Tarn Tannenth. Tarn is the creator of Dumpling Drop, which she started by selling dumplings out of a cooler on a street corner in Victoria, Canada, and is now a local dumpling institution with an actual location. Today, we'll see how story is the backbone of a brand that people love, the power of simplicity, especially when getting started, and how Tarn has become a pillar in her local community. Welcome to Guest Getter, the best place for restaurateurs to learn the art and science of getting more new guests, getting guests coming back more often, and getting guests spending more per visit so that you can be more profitable and do more of what you love. My name's Kyle Guilfoyle. Let's hit it. Tarn, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for uh, for coming on. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So I always start by asking, um, what would you say your particular area of expertise is or your zone of genius? I'm a people person. So I, I am and community, I think. I, I, I grew up in Victoria, so community is big. And I think part of why Dumpling Drop is so successful is community and Build, building that in this small, small town, Victoria. I, I totally agree. I actually, um, like when it comes to, you know, using social media effectively and also just being a pillar in this local community, like I think my perception of you is that you are, like that is your zone of genius. You are a master uh, at it. And so I'm actually, I'm curious, um, how, how do you approach like social media and, and, and being that pillar in the community? Do you have like a, like, well, do you have a, a, a routine or an approach or like, how do you, how do you do that? Um, well, at the beginning, when, when I start dumpling drop, like on an early day, I consider like, should I get like, I want it to look so like, I was debating, like, do I want it to look so perfect? Should I pay someone to do this? Or should, like, or what does people want to see? Um, you know, I have a friend who have like an amazing, amazing like page and I'm like, man, I wish I could be like them, but you know, like paying someone to do Instagram is so expensive. And it's like, that's just so not like me, you know, I should do things like the way I want to do it whenever I want to do it. I don't want to schedule. So I just decided to do it myself. And my main part is like, you know what, I'm going to make it accessible. So like no one feel like it was too cool. Everyone can have them. Like dumping drop is not cool. It's relatable to everyone everyone can cook it everyone like dumpling so that's what I want it to be like relatable like everyone it's not too cool for anyone and if anyone posts a picture I will repost them I don't care if you burn your dumpling if you like proud of the dish you make you enjoying it I will repost it and I think people really like appreciate that like and and feel part of the community of dumpling drop community if that makes sense to you yeah, no, it, it totally does. And it really like anyone who's listening, check out Dumpling Drop on Instagram because um, it really does. You, you are so good at, at just giving off that that vibe of community and, and inclusiveness. Um, I'd, I'd actually love to go back to the to the origin story of, of Dumpling Drop. Uh, okay. could, you, could you tell us a bit about like where you were, where you were at in the beginning and, and what prompted you to, to, to start it up? Yeah. Um, uh, my mom got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She lost her job. So we, 
we came up with something that, you know, that we can do together that brings bring back some good memory. And to us, it's always food, you know, thing that we used to do with my grand my grandparent. And um, um, so that, that that what we did and that we start rolling dumpling like every Friday for a couple of hours just to spend time with her. Um, and then we just end up having a lot of dumplings. So we start handing it out to our friend. Um, and then they're like, this is good. Why don't you just sell it? And I'm like, well, that can help my mom financially a little bit just to help her out. But she couldn't work anymore with Alzheimer's. Um, so we started on Instagram. I post like, hey, I'm going to be at the corner of this and this. Like I practically stand in front of the atrium building with a cooler. That's awesome. I love that. Until, until the security kicked me out. And that's how that learning job got started. Um, and then it got a little too kind of busy. So we, someone helped, a friend helped with web page, another friend helped with logo. Um, and to be honest, like without their help, Dumpling Drop wouldn't be here today. So I, it's like a community building for sure. Like I didn't know how to make any website. I didn't know how to make logo. We didn't have those kind of money to like, you know how it is. Branding is so expensive and all those stuff. I was just really, really, really lucky. That, oh man, that, that's amazing. I love, I love that you just went to the atrium um, and uh, which is just like a, a building in downtown Victoria and you just had a cooler and you were selling dumplings. That's yeah, I was sitting on a cooler and people will come up and buy a dumpling until, yeah, the security guard actually asked me to leave. So. That's, that's, oh man, I love that. Actually, would you, um, would, would you mind sharing uh, numbers around like when you, when you were just like, like how, how much would you sell? How much would you um, I remember like the biggest week standing in front of the atrium. Like I was like, wow, 900 bucks. Like this is just like in one day, like I already, I have a full-time job managing a restaurant and there was something to do on the side. I'm like, man, that's a good hustle. That's a good side hustle. Um, but then we moved to like have a website. Uh, we did about 25 delivery a week. Like not, not 25 back, but 25 like, delivery like different houses a week and that was really good like as a side gig and I started doing a pop-up mm-hmm. and but we will sell out pop-up and like people will lie up before I even get there and we will finish pop-up and like we, it ranged from 27 minutes to maybe an hour and 15 that's like the longest we last so um and then COVID hit, I have about 50 pop-up and food festival lineup, and then that got all canceled. Mm-hmm. So we went back to doing a lot more um, home delivery again, to, you know, try to pivot and stay on our feet with the COVID restriction. So we go from 25 delivery to the peak of COVID, about 250 delivery a week, like 250 houses. So we have like I think six full-time delivery driver wow. for those weeks. That's that's amazing. And um and why why dump like why dumplings? Was it just like you 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 love dumplings? You're really good at I, me- I love dumpling. I think dumpling is like the Asian ultimate comfort food, you know? Like who doesn't like dumpling? I I, I have yet to meet someone. I I'm a big fan. <laughs> and um also like there's no there's no dumpling restaurant here in Victoria. I mean, like there's a dim sum place, but like dim sum are intimidating for a lot of white folks. So I, I think that I make dumpling more accessible and do you know what I mean? Like dim sum, like dumpling is part of dim sum, but like I know 
so many people that would not walk into a dim sum restaurant because I they find intimidating. So like we, I feel like that's part of why dumpling drop is like everyone like dumpling. It's just like we make it more accessible to um, the the population of Victoria here. Totally, and I I just I find it inspiring for a, a couple like many reasons. But you know, um, one is you you just picked like one one food and 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 you just made it really well, and then you you just went out and you you sold it and. Um, I just think that, you know, a lot of people, when they want to get something started, they overthink it. And, um, you know, I, I don't get that vibe from you. I think you're just like, I'm, I'm just going to like make great dumplings and go sell them at the atrium. And I, I think a lot of people um, could do that. And um, so like in, in any entrepreneurial journey thing, um, you know, there are obviously high peaks and low valleys. And, and I want to hear all about the, uh, you know, the highs, but First, uh, could you take us to the the lowest point in your journey when it was when it was the hardest? Um, could you take us there and 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 just tell us like how you got through that? Yeah, like the low was when we I just got back from Mexico City. Like I I went on vacation thinking that like you know like I'm gonna go for vacation. Like I'm coming back. They're gonna be like four five months of, of like pop up nonstop, and they're gonna be a busy summer. And I come back and they were like COVID everything got canceled and I'm like oh well I just quit my job at my restaurant like what am I gonna do how am I gonna take care of my mom and all those stuff and that's when we have to like well what what did we do best we did best was frozen dumpling delivery like we can make that accessible so I think the low was that you know like try to figure out how to how to survive (laughs) like how how to change things with like all the restrictions that come out on a weekly um also like Part of owning a restaurant, you want people that you want to pe- see people come in and enjoy and eat and chat with them. Up. And with COVID, I have the restaurants in. I took over the rest, the, the restaurant that's still for July 1st, and I did not have a single person sit inside until three weeks ago. And that was hard for me, you know, to see like this is like a dream come true for me to open a restaurant, but like we couldn't have anyone sitting inside. I mean, that's just this is a first world problem. So I'm not complaining about it at all. Like, I think we're doing very great and like, I'm really happy with it, but that probably would be the lowest for me. Yeah. I mean, I think that obviously that makes sense given that you're, you know, you're, you're a people person. Restaurant owners, operators, and managers, before we continue with the episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you know if your marketing is working? Most restaurant owners are relying solely on organic social media and word of mouth marketing. While these are both powerful, they ultimately leave the growth of your restaurant to chance. You can't control algorithms and you certainly can't control what people do. But you can use a system that will have a huge impact over time. I'd love to show you the guest magnet method. It's a simple but cohesive system that will accelerate the growth of your restaurant in a way that you can measure. It is backed by ROI, a return on your investment. If you want to learn about the most powerful way to grow your restaurant sales this year, send an email to kyle at guestgetter.co with magnet in the subject line and I'll get you all the details. All right, back to the show. This this cast is, you know, it's it's loosely around um, guest-centric marketing and, and, and just, just bringing more guests in through your doors and, and, and turning, you know, more of the, those guests into to loyal uh, regulars. Um, so when it comes to, to that kind of thing, I mean, you know, we, we talked about the community and, and you, you just probably kind of just like naturally bring them in in a way, but 
beyond the community and the social media, are there are there other ways that you like look at how you how you market uh, Dumpling Drop today? Well, I think most of the guests is like it's good to see like how many. I feel like a lot, like a lot of our customer are like people that I like learn and serve for the past. Like I was in the restaurant business for twenty years. Wow. You know, um, I worked at Ban Thai restaurant for sixteen years, and I, you know, I, I, that was that's the downtown one. So I, I see everyone, and that's how most of my customers start. But I don't know, just give them the good food, like, and just be honest of what we do, and you know, I put, I, I definitely put myself out there with my mom's story and. That's not that's not part of marketing, you know. Um, I think it's for more than anything for me about story about my mom to to raise awareness and tell people that they're not alone in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but being vulnerable, I think being being like really open with the situation that we in, and you know, and people were just really open to that story and really supporting it in a in a really good way. Yeah, t- totally. I- I've been thinking a lot about um, about about marketing, but also brand and uh, and you know um, the distinction I'm, I make is uh, is marketing is an invitation. Uh, you're inviting folks into a story, and yeah. your brand is the reason why people either accept your invitation or refuse it. And so I think that you know, like building, um, you know, and it's it's a totally authentic story, but having that story. Um, it's probably just such a like it's it just re- it really makes you very unique um yeah. and um so i'm i'm also curious like what's what's the what's the vision for for dumpling drop what like you know where do you want to take it um i mean like uh i don't know eventually i i, I want to be like the, the location we in right now is not completely permanent like we go in it with with um with knowing that the building gonna get knocked out was was the 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 decision to go in it like I know it's a short term so we we looking to get a hopefully one day get a long term permanent location and maybe expand the menu a little bit um obviously want like we've been not um people have been knocking on the door about bring it distribute it across Canada frozen good um something we're looking into that obviously like that would be amazing to see but right now I should focus on day to day just enjoying like what I'm doing and what I love to do you know I'm being able to take care of my family and my friend while doing it is pretty cool I love that and and what like what is your favorite part about it like what like what really pulls you out of bed every morning about it what do you what do you love oh my mom is so proud I love that yeah and the rest such a pretty much extra to me like that's awesome yeah so um i mean like and it's to see to see to see how good we did during covid where you know a lot of people were just struggling like i like i think everyone like to say that oh i work so hard and you know this is why i'm so successful and I, not that i don't think i work hard i know i work hard but we also got really really lucky and have a lot of amazing support so to to see how we did and how lucky we were is pretty amazing oh yeah totally and um okay so let let's say there's someone you know who's thinking about starting you know a a, a food business of some sort um what 
what advice would you would you give to that person who wants to get started? Are you ready to have no life? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, if that's something you love to do, then do it. Just be passionate about it. Like, you know, I talking to my um to my friend this morning. I'm just like, I was so excited about a project, and I'm like, and I can't stop thinking about it. If you can't stop thinking about it, definitely do it. But if you question about it, I will sit on it. Food, food business is not the easiest one, you know. Um, it's not the biggest benefit. So, but if it's your passion and something you want to, which is something like, you know, my goal was to have a restaurant before I turned forty, and that's what and, and it come true. So, I was passionate about it for years. So, I say like, this is a good time to do it. Come COVID is. There's a lot of opportunity, a lot of space, a lot of pe a lot of people who want to cash out. You know, they've done. So this is a good time. If if you've been thinking about it for a long time, this is like a really good opportunity. But just to, to be ready, it's it's a hard work for sure. Totally, yeah. I think I think that advice of like like when you can't stop thinking about it, that that's usually a good sign. Like I I think for I, honestly, I think like any entrepreneurial thing, like you you have to be a little bit obsessed. Um, so yeah. And then yeah, a really big, like for me, a takeaway from, from your story is also just like keeping things really simple in, in the beginning, you know? Um, yeah, and, for sure. Like, um, don't overcomplicate them, yeah, totally. you know, do one thing and do one thing really, really good. Like have, have a signature, have, have, have something to like go on at wet, you know, like, yeah, like I want to do something else in the future, but like, what dumpling drop gonna always known for is the dumpling. Totally, yeah. And a, and a community work that we want. Like that's like those are two to be focused on. Like what else we want to do in the future, that's the rest. But like, yeah, she's gonna do one thing and one thing really, really good. I think that's really important. Totally. Um, so I that's I mean, that's it. That's it from from me. I, I do have a, a little rapid fire uh, section prepared. Are are you are you up for some rapid fire questions? Sure, go for it. Okay. What's your favorite cocktail? Whiskey soda. Ooh. Ooh. Just sim again, very, very simple. For me? Yeah. It's very Japanese. Yeah, highball. Whiskey. Like, I, I go to Japan every year, so that's my thing. Amazing. Um favorite dumpling maker that isn't you. Uh ooh. I, um, what is that place called? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it to my buddy, uh, Dickie Dumps in Vancouver. He's a good man. Nice, nice. Um, what resource, book, or tool has had the biggest impact on you? Um, for me, Night Market from, um, from LA. Uh, his cookbook is really inspiring. It's him and his mom. Um, making Thai food, family recipe. Um, to me, yeah, that's something I want inspired to be one day. Cool. It's called, it's called Night Market? Yeah, Night Plot Market. Yeah, it's a, it's a Thai drinking food restaurant. Cool. Um, if I, I might have it here. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I think so. Hold on. Great book. Go and get it. Cool. Night Market. I'll, I'll put in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, Let's say the government gave you a $50,000 grant to grow your business somehow. How would you spend that money? Um, I would 
I would get an, a sec, uh, like a permanent location somewhere and, and help me help me expand that. Like, cause right now we, a kitchen is really bare minimum, like, and I can't put anything else in it. I want to be able to do like noodles and, and thing, which we, we're not capable of doing that right now. And then in, in our kitchen right now, so. Got it, got it. And um, finally, is is there anything I didn't ask you, but I should have? No, pretty good. I have a good chat today. That was very fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, Tarn, th- like, thank, thank you so much for, for coming on. Where, uh, like, is there, do you want to plug anything? You want to send people someplace specific? Uh, well, come and check us out. Uh, 556 Pandora Avenue in Victoria downtown. Um, come and say hi, try some dumplings, see where we at, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. And you too, come stop by sometime. Oh, well, I, I, I get dumplings from you at least once a month. Maybe okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, Tarn, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Guest Getter. I'm your host, Kyle Gilfoyle. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, you can head over to guestgetter.co to check out the resources in this episode's show notes and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That is it for today. We'll see you next time.